Hello, I'm Deanne Jules, Deputy Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants, and I'm here with Stavros Tomadakis, Chair of the Board. We are joined by several board members serving as Task Force Chairs, Gary Hanford, Dawn Thompson, Helen Aguili, Brian Caswell. Welcome. We are here to discuss some of the highlights of the Ethics Board's meeting held in New York on June 27th through 29th, 2016. Stavros, this was the second full meeting of the board in 2016. What were some of the highlights and key developments? We have just finished the second meeting of the year of the International Ethics Board. And uh, I'm happy to say that this was a very lively and very productive meeting. The subject on which we uh, touched and which we discussed quite at length were all very important. The importance heightened because on several of them we were discussing responses to exposure drafts that we had put out uh, in the beginning of the year. This included the big project, which is the restructuring of the code, uh, where uh, a consultation, uh, uh, an exposure period was finished a uh, short while ago, and we had a lot of responses, and the board had quite an opportunity to hear the range of responses and discuss them, and also discuss the way forward. The same thing happened on the Safeguards project, which is the second very important one. So we uh, discussed again responses on the first phase of this project, which had been exposed, and we discussed the way forward to phase two. And I must say that on that topic we made substantial progress in terms of critical terms and critical uh, meanings in the Safeguards Project. You will hear more about that from the leader of the task force. The other subject that we discussed and which also uh, had been out on an exposure draft was long association. And here, I also think we made very robust progress in terms of agreeing a direction in which uh, we will finally move uh, in on this on this topic and our last project equally important one is the project on part c this is the part of the code that relates to uh, accountants in business and in government the non-auditor part of the code and there, too, we discussed uh, uh, several issues of substance and gave direction to the task force working on this uh, so that they can come back uh, in the next meeting for further discussion. Uh, I thought that all these were very uh, productive discussions, as I said in the beginning. You'll hear more about them from the, uh, my colleagues who will speak about the project, but I want to mention one more thing, uh, that we had a discussion on this topic of professional skepticism. 
this is an important topic for the profession, for the regulatory community, and for us as standard setters. And it's the first time that we have established a joint working group along with the other two standard setting boards, the IAASB and the Education Standards Board, to look into this um, matter of professional skepticism and see how it can be enhanced in uh, the way our standards are, uh, are uh, made. So the discussion here today was led by our representative on that task force, Richard Fleck, who's deputy chair. And we were very glad to also have with us the chairperson of that task force, Professor Annette Kohler, who is a member of the IAASB. We had a preliminary discussion to get a sense of the ethics board on the subject of um, professional skepticism and its relevance to the ethics code and to the accounting profession. We had a very fruitful discussion, which I'm sure will contribute to uh, good progress in the work of the um, joint working group. I believe that that covers uh, our uh, meeting this time and I will now turn to my colleagues for specific references on each project. Gary? Thank you, Deanne. Uh, the, uh, the board provided uh, considerable feedback on two phases of the safeguards project, and I'll speak to the two phases separately. First of all, the board considered significant comments received on its December 2015 exposure draft dealing with proposed revisions pertaining to safeguards in the code phase one and the related task force proposals. The board also considered a revised draft of proposed revisions to the safeguards exposure draft one, um, as well as particularly with respect to proposed section 120 of the code dealing with the conceptual framework and section 300 dealing with the application of the conceptual framework to professional accountants and public practice. The board broadly supported the direction of the task force's proposed revisions to the exposure draft in light of the feedback from the various respondents. Topics on which the board provided input for purposes of refining the exposure draft were provisions related to revisions to the clarify the description of the conceptual framework, in particular, the requirement for the professional accountant to reevaluate re new information or changes in facts and circumstances and to form overall conclusions about whether threats are addressed. Also dealt with revisions to the description of the reasonable and informed third party test and how to articulate in the code that there are situations where there can be no safeguards to eliminate threats or reduce them to an acceptable level. With respect to phase two of the safeguards project, this is dealing with proposed revisions to to the extant code dealing with the provision of non-assurance services to an audit client and in particular how the safeguards can be applied in those situations. The board considered a first read draft of revisions to proposed section 600 
and board members deliberated about proposed revisions to identify, evaluate, and address threats created from providing non-assurance services to an audit client, new application material to explain materiality in relation to an audit of a client's financial statements, and examples of safeguards relating to the provision of non-assurance services. Board members also deliberated about the positioning of the prohibitions for the provision of certain types of non-assurance services to audit clients that are specifically included in the code. And revisions to 600, Section 600 have been redrafted using the proposed new structure and drafting conventions of the code in order to be consistent with the rest of the restructured code as we move forward. With respect to next steps, the board at its September 2016 meeting will consider further revisions to uh, the responses to exposure draft one with the view to closing off significant deliberations on the key issues. And as well, the board will consider safeguard specific proposed conforming amendments to all areas in the code, including those with respect to phase one of the part C project, long association and NOGLAR. As well, the board will consider an updated draft of proposed changes to the code pertaining to non-assurance services. Thank you, Gary. Helen? Thank you, Dan. Um, during um, the Part C session today, we discussed three different topics. Uh, restructuring of Part C, the applicability of Part C to public accountants and public practice, and also Section 350 about inducements. And, um, I think we got some really helpful and constructive input from the board on these uh, specific topics. Um, when it comes to the restructuring part, um, we began by going through some earlier comments from the board. And with respect to the uh, safeguard paragraphs within Part C, uh, we've had an earlier uh, dialogue with the safeguard task force where we decided that the Part C task force should try to make the conforming changes to these paragraphs and also have a look at the um, examples regarding threats and safeguards um, to make sure that they are still relevant. Uh, but in order of the, uh, or considering the earlier discussions with the Safeguard and Structure Task Force um, during this meeting uh, and the, the directions that they were getting from the board, uh, we decided not to discuss these specific paragraphs in Part C with the board today uh, and postpone that to the September meeting uh, when I think we will have um, um, better input and know more about how the restructuring should look like. Uh, when it comes to the applicability of uh, Part C to public accountants and public practice, uh, the board agreed at the Madrid meeting in March that uh, Part C could and should be applicable to public accountants and public practice. So what we were doing um, during um, this meeting, uh, we went through uh, a proposed explanatory paragraph and got some feedback on that, so we will be getting back to, to that part. But we also, I think, reached an agreement about where to positioning uh, these paragraphs within the code. And finally, we started our discussions about Section 350 about um, inducements, and it was a very lively discussion, and uh, I, I think that uh, the board was really um, committed to this issue, which is a good thing. 
Um, in the papers that the task force had brought to the board, we had proposed that um, in this section we should stay out of the illegal acts, um, particularly issues like bribery and corruption, and uh, rather focus on gifts and hospitality, um, on issues that are more neutral and where you can reach a decision where it could be acceptable, but it could also be unacceptable. Uh, we got the impression, or it was quite um, obvious that the board did not agree on this approach. Um, the message was from the board that we should expand the scope, so it would not just only respond to what you could call perception issues, but also to more reality, reality issues. So uh, that is what we're going to do. I think we, the task force has uh, quite a lot of work to do until the next meeting, but um, we'll try to, to revise it once again. Thank you. Thanks, Helen. Don? Thank you, Deanne. This meeting, the ASBA discussed input related to structural matters received in the structure phase one exposure draft. The input evidenced continued widespread support for the project and its key features. In response to comments received, the board discussed and accepted several preliminary task force proposals, including increased prominence of the overarching requirements to comply with the fundamental principles and where applicable be independent, clarification of the linkage between independence and the fundamental principles, and the applicability of the conceptual framework to independence, and further consideration of the clarity of the interrelationship between the overarching requirements supported by the conceptual framework and specific requirements and application material dealing with various topics. The ASBA also accepted the preliminary task force proposal to return from the guide to the body of the code material dealing with consultation if the result of applying a specific requirement will be a disproportionate outcome or an outcome contrary to the public interest. Looking forward, at its September 2016 meeting, the IASBA will be discussing comments received about possible changes in meaning and various wording suggestions. The task force is currently targeting the December 2016 IASBA meeting for seeking approval of the structure phase two exposure draft. To facilitate review by stakeholders, there will be a hyperlink from the phase two exposure draft to a staff prepared draft of the complete restructured code, including phase one material agreed in principle, phase two restructured material, and safeguards phase one and phase two. Thank you, Don. Brian? Thank you, Dan. At this meeting, our discussion was based upon the replies that we've received, the comments on our limited re-exposure. Specifically, we talked about the cooling off period for the EQCR, uh, whether or not we could have jurisdictional differences on partner rotation, and what about the combination of roles in an audit. And specifically on the cooling off period, after a long discussion with a great amount of input from the board, we decided to go with three years as the cooling off period and no bifurcation for pies and non-pies. We focused primarily on the fresh look, the realization that even though we are a principles-based code, in this particular area, rules 
are what we focus on and of course the public interest. So with the understanding of the public interest and the possible complications, we saw that three years was a good decision on time off for the EQCR, but we will continue to monitor to determine whether or not there should be changes down the road. Regarding the jurisdictional changes, we are going forward with the proposal that jurisdictions that have the ability for an additional regime of inspection where there are acceptable alternatives, that there could be a different approach rather than the one that we have in this uh, proposal. We, we have quite a bit of information on the combination of roles. Probably does not lend itself to this particular kind of a podcast, but we will provide schedules that will show the various combinations and what the time off will be depending upon how the particular uh, individual serves in the audit function. We believe that we can provide very good support so that when these issues come up, even though they may be difficult at first, it'll be easy to understand once we go through the procedures. Again, this was a very lively and strong discussion, and we believe that we have focused on what is the important issues with this limited exposure. There are two other small issues that we will discuss prior to the September meeting where we hope to present the final product prior to the restructure and, and gain approval. Thank you, Stavers, um, Task Force Chairs, um, for those wonderful comments. Um, the next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held on September 26th through the 30th, 2016, in New York, New York. As a reminder, ethic board, Ethics Board meetings are open to the public, and we encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, please visit the meeting page of our Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org where you will find more information about the board and the board's projects as well. The Ethics Board records a podcast summary following each of the, of, of the meetings. You can subscribe to our post podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC, that is I-F-A-C, Accountancy Podcast in the Apple iTunes Store. You can also follow us on Twitter at ethics underscore board. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day.